Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it, AW Dark Elevation. We're going to start with Ray Phoenix with a record of 5-2, and two, defeating Chuck Taylor with a record of 7-2. and two. Uh, Really, really, really good opener here. I think this is the first one-on-one encounter from these two. Uh, but at the end, a little... A uh, little bit of a uh, a messed up finish here. We had Alex Abrahantas come out, and he tries to distract Chuck Taylor in the mic. And then Pentagon comes out, Trent comes out, Orange Cassidy comes out. They get into a little bit of a scuffle, and uh, Chuck Taylor gets a little distracted and rolls up, gets rolled up by Phoenix for the win. Uh, unusual to see this in uh, AEW with the distraction finishes. Match number two, Ryan Nemeth with a record of 3-5, and five, defeated Ryzen with a record of 0-2. Oh and, and pretty Peter Avalon is finally back with his crew of Nemeth, J.D. Drake, Caesar Bononi. Uh, they try to get involved in this match a little bit. Uh, they throw his Ryzen off, and he takes the rude awakening from Nemeth, who gets the pin. Match number three, Orange Cassidy with a record of 5-0, and defeated uh, Dean Alexander with a record of 0-1. So Alexander comes out with a bit of a new look here. He's wearing like a fur coat, sunglasses, and another quick match with Cassidy winning with the Orange Punch in about under a minute. So this has been the usual thing for Orange Cassidy, where he has really quick matches on Dark. We go backstage with Nemeth, Bononi, and Avalon when J.D. Drake comes in sporting his new look that he's been teasing for the last couple weeks. It's like a shiny see-through shirt, and uh, they say that they're going to go to the club now to celebrate. Match number four, the Acclaimed reunited, finally, with a record of 3-1, and one, defeated Adrian Adonis and Liam Gray. I am very, very familiar with Ian, uh, Liam Gray and Adrian Adonis from the uh, Evolved days back in Laboom. They were part of the Skulk with A.R. Fox, Leon Ruff, and the rest of the gang. Uh, they were used in WWE last year during the um, the lockdown originally, being on NXT, 205 Live, Raw, and a bunch of other shows. So good to see that they're back on TV here. And Anthony Bowens is finally back from injuries. First match since February. Uh, Caster does get the pin here on Gray after the acclaim to fame. We go backstage to Alex Reynolds and Allen Five Angels, hyping up their match tonight with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And Angels is even pretending to be like John Silver. 
Match number five, Nick Camarado with a record of six and four, defeated VSK with a record of 0 and two. Camarado, he does this thing where he picks up and puts the steel steps right in the middle of the entrance for the Don, the godfather himself. Tony Soprano, QT Marshall, to sit down while his uh, goons, I guess you can say, Aaron Solo and Anthony Ogogo, surround him. Camarado destroys him quickly with, with an over-the-head power slam, gets the pen, and after the match, QT tells him to do it one more time. We go to this really, really well-done, well-produced video for legit Layla Hirsch. Uh, she talks about growing up and being adopted, uh, having to learn a new language and learning sports, which weren't available to her uh, while she lived in Russia. And then she goes to school and she becomes one of the only girls on the wrestling team. Uh, and she talks about wrestling, professional wrestling in Germany and Japan. And then coming over to AEW saying that her, uh, her being 410 is not a disadvantage. I highly enjoyed this segment. I would check it out. I, um, I'm hoping for more future spotlights to be like this opposed to like the sit down interview format. I mean, those are good as well, but you can tell they put a lot of work and effort into this. Match number six, speaking of Layla Hirsch, legit Layla Hirsch and her new tag team partner, Ryo Mizunami, defeated the team of Amber Nova and Diamante. So Diamante found a new tag team partner after the departure of Ivelisse. And Hirsch makes Nova tap out quick with the cross arm breaker. After the match, Diamante goes and attacks Hirsch, but she gets saved by Mizunami. And then Tony Schiavone in commentary says that Tony Khan has already announced that next week on AEW Dark Tuesday... Legit Layla Hirsch and Diamante will go one-on-one. We go to Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page backstage with Dasha, and they're arguing about what to call their tag team. But they're doing it like in a um, comedic fashion with Scorpio Sky wanting to call the team Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, while Ethan Page wants to call the team Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and they hype up their tag team match for later on. Chris Statlander with a record of 1-0 defeated Tisha Price with a record of 0-6, and, and Statlander wins pretty easily with the Big Bang Theory. Match number 8, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky with a record of 3-0, defeated Allen 5 Angels and Alex Reynolds. Competitive back and forth match here, but Page gets to pen on Angels after the Eagles edge. Big Swole and Red Velvet defeated the team of Nyla Rose and Matty Rinkowski. Vicky Guerrero comes out like the usual, takes the mic from Justin Roberts, introduces her team, but she gives like a really like um condescending introduction for Rinkowski, who seems reluctant to even be in this match. Swole comes out sporting this brand new short hairstyle, and right towards the end of the match, Nyla Rose just gets tied to Ronkowski, hits her with the Nyla Bomb, and her and Vicky just walk out, causing Red Velvet to get the easy pin on Ronkowski. Match number 10, Matt Seidel, with a record of 4-2, and two, defeated Joey Janela with a record of 3-1. and one. This is the main event. Uh, some interesting talk here on commentary with Paul White saying how he had to humble himself and go down to OVW and set up the ring after being a world champion. And Shivani is like taken aback by this info as he didn't know any of this. But great matchup here with Seidel winning in about 10 minutes with the lightning spiral. Uh, weird that they had previously advertised a match between FTR and Terrence and Terrell Hughes. Um, as being one of the four main events of the show, but for whatever reason, they didn't show it or explain its absence. It was promoted on the show itself as well as social media, so not sure exactly what happened there. Tuesday's AEW Dark, the Acclaimed again, with a record of 4-1 this time, defeated Fuego do Sol in D3, Caster pins Fuego after the Acclaimed to fame. Matt and Mike Sadell with a record of 2-4, defeated David Ali and Aaron Fry. Funny moment here when the crowd starts chanting Namaste for the Sidells. Matt gets the pin on Fry after a double lightning spiral. Spiral. Dante Martin, still solo with a record of 7-4, defeated Andrew Palace with a 450 splash. Varsity Blondes, 8-2, number 3 in the tag team division, defeated the, the debuting Duke Davis and Gannon Jones Jr. Um, they're an indie tag team for the past four years or so, known as Main Event. Pit, Pillman gets the pin here on Davis. 
Brian Cage with a record of 10 and 2, accompanied by Hook, defeated Mari, uh, Marty Casals. You might know Casals as Marty the Moth Martinez. Uh, he was from Tough Enough, and he was even a former Lucha Underground champion. Uh, so a nice little reunion here between Cage and Casals. Nice competitive effort from Casals, but Cage does end up winning with the Drill Claw. Quick promo here from the Hardy family office, where Matt Hardy talks about kicking the Dark Order's ass later on, and they even mention that the Butcher is sidelined with an injury. Legit Layla Hirsch would work at a 6-3, defeated Renee Michelle. Hirsch wins easily here with a knee strike, followed by an armbar submission. Lance Archer would work at a 20-6, defeated Jake St. Patrick with a black hole slam while Jake the Snake was on commentary. Dark Order backstage responded to the Hardy family office with Evil Uno doing all the talking. Diamante would work at a 4-0, defeated Rachel Rose, who's making her debut with the Code Red. Lee Johnson, 3-1, defeated Will All Day with the Usha Garoshi. Right after the match, QT Marshall comes out and starts beating down on Johnson. But he gets saved by Dustin Rhodes, who comes out with a bull rope. Penelope Ford with a record of 4-0, defeated Ashley Dumbrows. Uh, nice showing here, the debuting Ashley Dumbrows here. Uh, but Penelope Ford does win with the Fisherman Suplex. Cole Cabana with a record of 8-2, defeated Cole Carter with a record of 0-2. Very quick win here, Cabana winning with the Superman pen. Kylan King, 6-3, defeated Danny Jordan, 0-3. Pretty good match here from both of them. Kylan King does get the pin after the Kingdom Falls. They kind of hype up the fact that Kylan King, ever since associating herself with Rev Veva and Big Swole, she's uh, pretty much been winning a lot of matches here. SCU with a record of 10-0, still number one in the tag team division, defeated Adrian Adonis and Liam Gray 0-1. Daniels gets the pin here on Gray after the best Meltzer ever. And uh, they're still continuing with the storyline that they lose, they will break up. And they kind of focus really quickly on Cesar Bononi and and JD Drake, who are ringside. So I'm not sure if that's going to be the next storyline. Me personally, I would like to see Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page be the team that breaks up SCU, as obviously there's a story there with Scorpio Sky being a former member of SCU. And uh, I just think that overall will be good for all four men to kind of have like a heated feud like that. And the main event, Dark Order, consisting of 10, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson defeated the Harley fam- Hardy family office consisting of Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, and The Blade. Uh, there was a big scuffle on the outside that causes Matt Hardy and the Bunny to be ejected. And uh, I think a big upset here, especially with the people involved, but 10 getting the big pin here. Um, actually, not even a pin. He made the Blade tap out to the full Nelson here. So not only did he get the win, but the Blade does tap out. Not sure what's going on with the Butcher. Hopefully he'll be back soon. NWA Power, Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, they have a segment in the beginning where Aldis makes a six-man match later on with Strictly Business and a mystery partner versus Murdoch and two partners of his choice. And if Murdoch's team wins, he'll give him a national title shot against Chris Adonis, but if he loses, he'll have to go home for 30 days without pay. Trevor Murdoch agrees. First match, Kratos and uh, Sal Renaro goes to a no contest after a minute as he just won't stop attacking Monaro. May Valentine comes out, Danny Deals comes out, Aaron Stevens, his tag team partner, even tries to come out and stop him. And then Kratos goes ringside and gets on Tim Storm's face on commentary. And Strictly Business come out, uh, Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer, and they invite Kratos to be the third man in the main event tonight, which he does agree. We get a quick segment from Slice Boogie and Jack Stane, hyping up their Falls Count Anywhere match. And a TV title match, we have the Pope versus Tyrus, but this goes to the 605 time limit draw as uh, Tyrus is choking Pope out on the outside while Austin Idol, his manager who was on commentary, tries to stop him. We got a weird segment here. I mean, weird in a way. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Camille, they come out, but they're hyping up their, I guess, upcoming feud or match, but they have people speaking on their behalf. So Melina comes out speaking for Rosa, and Taryn Terrell comes out speaking for Camille, and Melina keeps asking Camille why she spilled Rosa, and then Rosa and Camille agree to a women's number one uh, contendership match for the title against Serena Deem at a later date, and they announce that they're going to have stipulations, just like the men's did earlier, but they're going to have to reveal those stipulations next week, and then again to a little scuffle. Chris Adonis, Tom Latimer, and Kratos defeated Trevor Murdoch, who comes out with his partners. It looks like it's going to be Aaron Stevens and Sal Renaro, but then 
Tim Storm comes out and takes Sal's spot. And uh, Adonis pins Storm after the full Nelson slam, and the show ends with Storm apologizing to Murdoch for causing the uh, 30-day no-pay stipulation for Murdoch. So interesting here that Kratos is aligning himself with Strictly Business while he's still tag team champions with Aaron Stevens. NXT UK, Joe Coffey defeated Eddie Dennis. Uh, Primate and T- Tyson come out to try to, to try to, um, on behalf of Dennis, but they get stopped by Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. And while they're brawling, Joe Coffey hits the best of the bells for the win. And after the match, all six men keep brawling. We see videos of Ela Dragunov. He's pretty much watching his old matches, trying to figure out what exactly it is that makes him snap. And he realizes that the chop to the neck is what is possibly setting him off. Gallus are walking backstage when Joe Coffey and Rampage Brown, um, sorry, they're walking backstage and then Joe Coffey and Rampage Brown start talking and Joe tells Rampage that he was promised a rematch. Sam Gradwell defeated Dave Mastiff. Uh, Mastiff failed to deliver the cannonball as he was showing like a little bit of back injuries, so Gradwell deadlifts him and gets the pin. We get a quick video from Amelia McKenzie where she talks about coming to NXT UK to prove herself. And Ginny defeated Danny Luna with a roll-up. A very quick match here. Uh, after the match, Ginny kept attacking Luna uh, with Joseph Connors kind of taunting her. But Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster come out and run them off. Amir Jordan comes in barging into Siskel's office asking for a rematch with Kenny Williams. Uh, but Kenny Williams has already agreed to the match, but only if the stipulation is loser leaves NXT UK, which Jordan agrees on and signs the contract. So I'm not sure what's going to happen here, who's going to leave, and who goes where. We go to a quick video from Rohan Raja, the former Gersender Singh from Impact Wrestling. He'll be making his debut next week on NXT UK versus Tioman. Uh, Tioman comes back with a video of his own who says that he will die for his family and protect him with honor, respect, and fear. They also hype up Aoife Valkyrie versus Mako Sanamora and Gallus versus the team of Primate, Eddie Dennis, and T-Bone, who are now going by the name of um, Symbiosis, I think is the name, if I'm not mistaken. We'll find out more about that on the next show. And the main event, the reuniting Mustache Mountain defeated Noam Dar and Shaw Samuels, the first time Mustache Mountain has wrestled in WWE since the World's Collide show back in January of 2020. Fun match, good to see Bay and Seven team up again. Bay gets the pin on Samuels after an assisted burning hammer. On 205 Live, Tom Phillips is back on the show, joining Nigel McGuinness and replacing Vic Joseph. Arya Davari and Tony Nese defeated the Bollywood Boys, with Nese pinning Samir Singh after the running Nese. And the main event, Ashanti Diodanis defeated August Grey with a long kiss goodnight after a little bit of a distraction from Davari. On New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, we have the finals of the New Japan Cup USA 2021. First off, Team Filthy, Chris Dickinson, and J.R. Kratos defeated Clark Connors and TJP. Kratos pins Connors after Wheelbarrow German. And then throughout and after the match, Kratos and Dickinson showed a little bit of trouble between themselves, and TJP himself seems upset with Connors on the lost. Rocky Romero defeated Willie Yuta, who's making his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut here. Rocky winning with a submission, with an armbar. And in the main event, the finals of the New Japan Cup, and also to crown the first ever New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Open Weight Champion. Tom Lawler, filthy Tom Lawler, defeated Brody King. A really good match here. They went over 20 minutes. This is definitely my match, the match I recommend for the week. Uh, Lawler wins after a, a PK and a chokehold, causing the referee to stop the match after Brody shows some signs of hulking up, and he just passes out after that. After the match, they present the cup and title to Lawler, who was in the ring with Dickinson and Kratos, and then Lawler grabs the mic and calls out anybody. He says he knows how this works. Somebody comes out and has to challenge him, but nobody comes out. And then Dickinson himself grabs the mic, and he says that he'll be the first one to challenge him, and then walks out on Team Filthy. So interesting development here. On Ring of Honor, uh, Dak Draper and Eli Isom had a really good match here. They went the full 15-minute time limit. Uh, then they start asking for five more minutes, and they seem like they're given the five minutes, but then... The lights go off, they come back on, and the, the, I guess the returning Dalton Castle comes out with four boys. They do like this whole dance number. And then Castle comes into the ring, gets on the mic, and says that Ring of Honor has been, been missing a little bit of entertainment. He's back here to put the entertainment back. He uh, teases recruiting both Dak and Eli just to kick them both between the legs and leave. 
They show highlights from Ring of Honor's YouTube week-by-week match where Beer City Bruiser defeated Joe Keys, and when he goes to hit Keys with a beer bottle, he gets stopped by some dojo guys, Eric Martin, Dante Caballero, and Ken Dixon, but Dixon attacks Caballero on Martin and aligns himself with the Beer City Bruiser. The Righteous come out, consisted of Bateman, Vita Von Starr, and Dutch, and they mentioned the whereabouts of Vincent are unknown after his 19th anniversary match with Matt Taven, but they read a note seemingly from Vincent saying that the Righteous will be reborn, and they say the good work goes undone. And the main event, LFI, Kenny King, La Bessiado, Ring, and Rush, Roosh, the defeated Violence Unlimited, which is a team of Brody King, Chris Dickinson, and Homicide, accompanied by Tony Deppin. Uh, this match ends by DQ, uh, five minutes of fast and violent action that gets stopped when Brody hits Bestia with a chair, and a foundation come out, and all three teams brawl to end the show. On main event, Mansoor defeated Akira Tozawa, and Lindsay Dorado defeated Drew Gulak, and the WWE Network editions of the week saw Progress, Wrestling Chapter 109, and ICW Fight Club. That is it for this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.